Hello, I'm Thea, and you are listening to the Optimal Podcast. This is our 11th episode of this podcast and the last episode of season one. Haz and I have been hard at work recording our content for season two, which will be released within the month of November. Also, if you haven't done so already, please vote for us for the Asia Podcast Awards. Voting closes on October 31st. Haz and I would really appreciate your vote. You can vote for us at www.asiapodcastawards.com. To cap off our first season, we invited Muriel Magadia to cover the subject of minimalism. Now, some of you may have already heard of minimalism and might automatically think, no, it's not for me. But I would really suggest you take the time to listen to this interview, as I think most of the principles she talks about are concepts that we can consider and adapt to help us live more meaningful lives. I really got a lot out of this conversation, and I hope you all will too. Okay, so now on to the interview. Today we're here with a with a special guest. Yeah, we, we do, will we say this like every podcast? Today we're here with a special <laughs> Even guest. Even more special guest. <laughs> more special than last time. They're all special. <laughs> yes. Okay. So why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. Hi guys. I'm Uriel Magadia. I'm 29 years old, and I guess for a job, I I work a nine to five in government, and. Yeah, what else should I say? <laughs> what is our podcast for today? Actually, about? our topic for today is about minimalism. Yay! Would you consider yourself like a minimalist? I would. I I think starting 2016, I think I would I would consider myself a minimalist. And I know that people are going to ask what is a minimalist. So I jot down some notes. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the minimalist, right? From the documentary. So basically... Minimalism is a tool to rid yourself of life's excess in favor of focusing on what's important, so you can find happiness, fulfillment, and freedom. So I think that's a pretty good base of a definition for minimalism. You can find that minimalism documentary in Netflix, right? Yes. Yeah. Was that something you you had as an idea before? Well, a little background on me, I guess. I moved a lot around a lot as a kid, so my parents. They worked in Saudi Arabia. They worked in Florida. They worked in California. So I went with them to all these places. It's just easier for me, I guess, as a kid, to pack up your stuff when you don't really have a lot of stuff. Which, like you, so you wouldn't, stuff. right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's faster. But as a kid, you don't know that. I don't think I was deprived of anything. It's just that when you move, like let's say you're a kid with a lot of toys, you have to give it up because you can't really move with all this stuff. I would call. California, like my second home, because when we finally landed there, and I I went to school there, I went to college to California. In college, I watched this other documentary. It's called A Map for Saturday, I believe. It's really old. So basically, this guy he quit his job. The cliche story: quit his job, traveled around the world. And I said, I want to do that. But in order to do that, you have to travel light. He didn't go into hotels. He he stayed in hostels. So ever since then, I wanted to do that, and I didn't know that was minimalism. Like, because there wasn't a label until mm-hmm. it got really popular. I think it got really popular recently. Yes. So I think I just started labeling myself, I guess, as a minimalist recently, 2016, 2017. I hope that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that about like you moving around a lot. <laughs> there's something that like I guess maybe really consider the, the principles of minimalism. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe end of last year. What happened to me? Well, my brother and I. Is, we had to move three times oh, yeah. in the span of like less than a year. Yeah. So crap. we had to handle all of the moving yeah. by ourselves. Yeah. And you know just. Just looking at how the, much stuff yeah, you actually have is is really eye opening. Yeah. yeah, when you're packing up your stuff, you're like, oh, I didn't know I still had this. Or yeah. makes things easier, I think, having that minimalism mindset. But it's difficult for me, especially. I didn't take it seriously until about 2016, like I said. But I was really unhappy, and I said I had nothing going on in terms of work. Like I had like a 10 month hiatus between work. So I was doing like random jobs, so I didn't really have a set schedule, and I was so unhappy. And then I just started reading about well, what makes people happy and things like that. So that's when I came upon that TED Talk with the minimalist, and I'm just like, oh, okay, let let me try to declutter. So, so I did. One of the misconceptions about minimalism it's just things, mm-hmm. and it's not, because the reason why you declutter is that you feel more organized. And you're not always anxious about things. Like your life is complicated enough, so if you don't have to think about like, oh, um, what should I have for breakfast, or what should I wear today, or things like that, um, then you have more space to focus think on other about things. other things. Yeah. yeah, that's true. One of the misconceptions I think is important to talk about is people think it's it's a miracle. Like you know, miracle diets work. Like oh, if we don't eat carbs for this long time, we will be skinny. Some people feel like, oh, if I'm a minimalist, I'll be that much happier. It's not. It's a tool to get there to where you want to be. So, just because you Marie Kondoed your your condo <laughs> doesn't mean like you're automatically happy. Was it something that you felt the effects of like right away? No, no. I'm a hopeless romantic and I'm sentimental with a lot of stuff. Clothes, fine. Like I yeah. can, you know. Um, with other things that seemed to be sentimental to me, it was harder. But I figured, like, if I really care about whatever event or person that is attached to, then the thing wouldn't really matter. So I keep some things, but I had to throw or donate some some things away. The effects aren't immediate until you start realizing that it's after you've decluttered, you feel lighter. I think that's the immediate effect, the lighter. And then you'll start thinking about, should I declutter other things in my life? I don't think it's immediate, but you'll feel slightly lighter than you did starting. Well, you mentioned that minimalism also, it doesn't really involve like material things, but it like, I guess, affects different aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. And I heard recently that there's this form of minimalism called like, like digital minimalism mm-hmm. is what uh, I think a lot of people need that based, based on, <laughs> Why? Based Why? on Why? the term I'm not really like a social media person and I noticed that I don't get a lot of distresses that other people who are um, social media yeah, intensive yeah. you know it's like like for them it's like they look at their phone constantly mm-hmm. and then they check like well how many likes did I get it directly affects their happiness. Yes, it does. When I first found out about this, I was completely amazed that your happiness was attached to this one post and how many likes you got from it. 
Like, there's a difference between using it, like, as a results-based thing, mm-hmm. right? Versus, like, your happiness is attached to this number. I can say this, and I'm so guilty of that before. To the point where I can totally relate to the people you're talking about. Because to the point where I know what time to post oh. to get the likes. Now that I think about it, now that I'm older, I feel like it's so ridiculous to me. But I was that person. So how did... I don't know. I don't know how they get you. But they do. <laughs> how did you get out of that? I've been told that I compare myself to a lot of people a lot. And it costs so much of my unhappiness. And it does. It's Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. It really is. So people fail to realize when people... Like TVs, magazines, whatever. Companies. When they advertise to you. They're not advertising the product. They're advertising the lifestyle. You don't really want the phone. You want to be like the person who is holding the phone or who is using the phone in the commercial. So, But people don't understand that the things that people post or share, whatever, however dramatic, it's the highlight of their life. It's not the... Nitty gritty. Yes, it's not, <laughs> it's not the bloopers too, yeah. like, right? So I realized, why am I so unhappy? And then I'm like, oh, because I'm comparing myself to other people. So I think that's when I said, okay, we need to, we need to calm down because it's get, it's getting a little ridiculous. Like, you know, you're, but I know the feeling of getting, and they they made it that way, that you get a high off getting that like or you know, and people get depressed when they don't hit the three digits or four digits in likes. I think Instagram is actually working against that now. Like they're trying to hide likes, which I think is a really good move, honestly. Like for people, but what they're gonna go against are the businesses who yeah use yeah, likes as a metric. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. true. Do you still use social media? I do. I don't have Twitter anymore. I deactivated my Facebook, but I do love Instagram. Like, I really love Instagram. I personally don't think social media is that evil. I am like, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I am on Instagram. I just don't have that behavior. Like mm-hmm. I'll post something if I want to, and. Like, I'll just leave it there. I, like, it's up to other people to react to it. I don't really care. It's, like, more for me that I posted it than for anybody else. Like, maybe it's more a selfish way to look at it. It's, like, I'm doing it for me. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> as long as you're doing it for yourself. I think yeah. it's okay. It, it's crazy to me that high school kids now can bring their phones to to class or to school. Like, it's attached to them, right? So they're always tracking their own social media feeds and stuff. And for me, they get so addicted to it. I, I've written papers defending social media. <laughs> I have because it started as such a good thing. Yeah. You get to connect with someone, you know, and some people, and me included, at times you get so lonely. There's lonely, especially when you move, as a kid, when you move a lot. And then I remember moving here for about a year. Like I only had a few friends because everybody's friends are so sad. So you get super lonely. And that's your escape is you go through social media. I'm like, oh, this person's here here getting updates and stuff that's the plus side and then you know just like anything there's a downside to it too so i, I think just with anything it's just use it um in moderation, moderation. Yeah. but I, I know one of the minimalists we, we talked about what he does is they, they use social media but i heard in their podcast that he deletes it it's such a hassle but he posts and he deletes it until he has to post again for work or whatever and he downloads it again posts and again posts. and then deletes yeah. Because think, it's, if it's out of sight, like, yeah. I shut down notifications. And if it's out of sight, out of mind, right? I noticed that people really have their own techniques. Like, there's this other person whose podcast I listen to. 
he's an incredibly reasonable and logical guy, as in he's a doctor. But when it comes to Twitter, he can't he can't help himself. Like, because I think some people use social media as an outlet for their rage. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So and also, I think that's another reason why I I deactivated my Facebook for several reasons, but one of them is that. After elections, both in the U.S. and here in the Philippines, people get so angry with each other. Like they they say the most horrid things about each other. Like not even just candidates, like supporters of these candidates, whether whatever side you're on. And I've seen it. Like they they spread like you know the fake news media, whatever. But it's if you read the comments, they attack each other. I told myself like I don't want to be part of this. I mean, you you're never gonna stop it. So I said. And I think tying it to minimalism too is that don't attach your happiness to something you can't control, mm. like to something that is out of your control or if something can leave you. I have this philosophy in life, and maybe it's a tangent, but todo es temporal. It's everything is temporary. So people say, "Oh, that's so depressing, Muriel." Like if you think about life that way, I'm like, "Yeah," but I also think about it like if you think everything's temporary and everything has an end, you value it more. Right. Yeah. It's so kind sure. of like a stoic way of thinking. How does that work with relationships? Ah, uh, how did I know this was coming? <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought about that because with, with things or social media and stuff like that, that's it's difficult to move forward. But you, you can't with relationships. I feel like for I can only speak for myself. You tend to work more on people that you think has value to you, meaning like it, uh, this person makes me happy. Not necessarily like I am dependent on this person mm-hmm, to make me mm-hmm. happy. This person lights up my life and things like that. And then you work on it. You know that your relationship is a choice. Having that mindset that this person can leave you any minute. Like, your partner can stand up and leave you and say, I just don't feel like being in your relationship anymore. Sure, you can go on ranting, explaining, like, why? Why are you leaving me? stuff? At the end of the day, they don't want to be in a relationship with you. It's their choice. It'll be sad. But knowing that, wouldn't you work harder on your relationship? Like knowing that this person or I can stand up and leave, um, that we're temporary. Wouldn't you work harder to like go on more quality time walks? Or I know it sounds cheesy, but you'll know that you spend more time, like quality time together, knowing that at any day now. I mean, people might think, oh, that's so scary to think about because you need that comfort. But think about it. Some people's relationships, some people get divorces because they become complacent. Right. Yeah. Okay. I've I always, agree with that statement. I honestly like, have always seen relationships like that, though. I do this weird, morbid thing when I realize, for example, that I'm starting to take my relationship for granted. Which you know, like over the course of of a relationship, this it happens occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. When I start to realize that, you know, I'm starting to take it for granted. I always have this practice of imagining this person dying. Oh my god, me too. And I do that too. <laughs> it's like a complete restart. I imagine it to like the like how, they will how okay. detailed, yeah. like incredibly detailed to the to the point that it's just kind of personal, but to the point that like I will legit tear up. Like I'm meditating on this person's death. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a I really just restart. And you use that energy to like, you know, either reconnect, right? Or yeah. like try harder or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's like a difficult time, like you know, you you can start to tell you're you're taking things for granted when when things become difficult. 
Yeah. When like you think your opinion is like greater than their opinion. Yeah. That's morbid, but apparently effective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody has their own strategy. Yeah. yeah. Muriel, how would you say you practice minimalism in your life? Based on your description yeah. of it, yeah. it's quite subjective also. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. for sure. Yes. The way I think about it, it's split up to two topics, I guess, two prongs. Like one prong is the whole you know, I want to address the misconception that it's all about decluttering, mm-hmm. which is right. fine, but with things. So I split it up to that. And then later one is way more personal or like your relationships with people. So do you guys want to go more for the stuff first? And then we'll just... Yeah, why don't we do The that? stuff, I think the way I practice it is, you can ask my coworkers, you can ask my friends. I don't have that many clothes. I used to. I adore fashion. I think it's great. Like, I think it's a nice way to present art. Right. So when I was younger, I just love clothes, collect them. They look nice, accessories, the whole thing. But it comes to the point where it's like you have to you're spending an hour deciding on what will look good, which is fine. Like I understand some people do that and it's fine. But for me, it took up so much time and energy. And then sometimes you become anxious because, again, it ties up to the whole me being uh, comparing myself to other people. Right. I only buy if it's like necessary or like a backup so these are my work clothes it's set i have a very small closet in my house i have a question yes okay how do you determine that because i know people who will go into a store and be like this is necessary i think you practice over time though like yeah the thing that i do with any purchase also is every time that i want to buy it i give myself a particular time period in which I, like, think about it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, like, if it's a big purchase, it's usually, like, three months yeah. minimum. Yeah. But if it's, like, clothes, for example, I'll have to, like, go back to the store and then, like, think about, like, oh, do I really need it? Your strategy is great. Like, I see a difference, too, between then when I would just buy, like, oh, this looks cute. Like, it looks nice, so I'll buy it. And then and I'd, you'd wear it for a few few days or whatever, few occasions. And then it's, it's nothing. But now I feel like, like you, I would think about that purchase, right? And then if, I, if I'm really thinking about it a week from now, I'd go buy it. Like, but you notice it. How do you know if it's worth buying? I always encourage people to buy local or be sustainable, right? I wouldn't judge you because I wouldn't judge myself to go into like the fast fashion um, stores. Because it's it's cheaper and nobody has nobody can afford all these fancy stuff, but buy something that will last you at least like a year. And for for me, the difficulty of that is I had the fear of being judged. Like people at work will probably be like, "Oh, she's wearing like, and didn't she wear that last time or whatever?" Or an event, we we go to a lot of these things. Oh, didn't she wear that last year or whatever? But it's you know, for lack of a better term, get over yourself. Like get over yourself because people will think about what you wear for like. A minute max and yeah. then they will go back to their own lives yeah so you might as well do you do you whatever you want to wear that day so i i do this thing like even when i go do groceries it looks weird probably if somebody was just watching me from start <laughs> to finish like let's say i do the groceries i will fill my cart with stuff i want so like oh there's chips i'll put it in the cart and then like oh there's like potatoes i'll put it in the cart and stuff and then um, when I'm done filling the cart, I'll start taking things out. Like, <laughs> like, do I really need this? No. Can I buy this sometime, like, next month? Yeah. I'll take it out. And then, like, 
And where do you, I, where I end do you up evaluate? with like the necessities. Where do you evaluate? Are you in the checkout aisle already or are you like in the middle of an aisle? Where do you evaluate your stuff? Like I go through the whole grocery. <laughs> <laughs> I fill up my cart. And then going back to the to the checkout yeah. aisle, I take stuff out. So like I might have like 30 stuff in my cart and then I end up with just like buying two stuff. <laughs> like for example, like downstairs we had what do you call that? What did you just drink? The ginger, ginger ale. ale, right? Yeah. I put that in my cart last month and I took it out last month. And then this month I put it in my cart again. And I was like, yeah, this month I It made the cut <laughs> <laughs> And it was like one of the only like three things I bought that time in the grocery. Probably okay. it takes you twice the amount of time <laughs> to shop then. Yeah. But I mean, I guess just being mindful of everything, no? Yeah. I'm sure you guys would agree. I've had such anxiety in grocery stores because there's so many options of the same yeah. thing. And I've stood there for a while. Again, like if someone were to watch me, I'm, I'm the person who stands in the middle of the aisle and like, okay, <laughs> which one, which type of cereal, which type of whatever. And then I'm just like, I should, I, I think I should pick up on your strategy. <laughs> so I don't like block the traffic because I stand there. I'm really, and it, you get pretty anxious about like, oh, okay. So what should you choose? I do the same thing with all other purchases, but I feel like once you keep practicing that mindfulness, you'll go to a store and you'll be like oh, okay and not, so you yeah. like you have a strategy now yeah. right so I think that will help with people with anxiety or people who are so indecisive I, I do that too with my online shopping cart I realize yeah me too like I have a bunch of stuff in my shopping cart and I just start yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it comes from also like I bought so much stupid stuff online <laughs> like you really it's have just, to think like am I going to use this yeah. like how many times I'm going to use this in a month or in a year yeah yeah, you're talking about mindfulness, right? Yeah. There's something that I call buyer's high. Yes. <laughs> Some people like, go through, on retail therapy. Yeah. yeah. Like they look at something and they're like, I must have it. And then when they research it, they'll research stuff about like, why is this product so good? Yeah. Or like reviews. And then they'll only look at the good reviews. They won't look at the bad They won't look at the bad oh, reviews. When I really want like a purchase that's expensive. The first thing I'll search is, why not to buy this product? Why is this product shit? <laughs> and so then I look get, at all the bad reviews. So it's not as biased. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I guess it really makes you question if you really need to get it or not. Yeah. And the basic of it is you also save a lot of money. Like if you're mindful about your purchases. Yeah. You know, if I went on impulse to buy all the things I want, I'd be super broke. <laughs> I'd be super broke. <laughs> I'll be in a room full of stuff because I have these impulses. Maybe not with stuff, but like with like concert tickets, for example, or and they the prices go crazy, like trips and stuff. Oh, but you do save a lot of money if you you're mindful of your purchases. Like you have stuff, stuff, and then like you know how like. There's this idea of, yeah, you can declutter stuff because you should have more importance in experiences rather mm-hmm, than in stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then, like, do you also use, like, minimalism when it comes to experiences? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or, like, I guess deciding on what sort of experiences to go through. You want, because you want them all. Like, yeah. I, I'm always, oh my god, yeah. the options are plenty. With experiences, or like to specify just travel, I guess. Money is a big factor. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, if will I survive the next year if I take this trip? Like, uh, things like that. But it really helped me with managing time. 
So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna work this many months and then I'll take this time off and stuff. So it really depends for me. Really depends on money and time, right? Which I think with everybody, unless you're like a millionaire, <laughs> what to pick? I'm quite impulsive in that because sometimes, let's say a trip is quite expensive that I can't afford right now, I will think about it for a year, like a year, and be like, and try to save up for it and stuff. But because if it's really worth it, right? I, I've learned this when I was a kid. If it's if you think it's really worth it, you will do it. Because if you if you're it's just like an impulse thing, it's like oh I'm probably not saving. I'll just probably go out to dinner, things like that. Mm-hmm. Another way I incorporated minimalism in terms of travel is that I again when I started becoming a minimalist, I started traveling alone, and traveling alone is so liberating. <laughs> it is, and it's the one major factor that taught me how to travel light, and that I don't really need things. And I learned that through experience and through other people. The first time I traveled alone, it's, it's local. I went to La Union and just by myself. That was the first. I said, okay, it has to be local if it's your first time traveling alone. So let's test the waters. And I was so, again, my, my I know I'm, minimalism makes you self-aware. That's the, my no, if you don't listen to the rest of this podcast, minimalism <laughs> makes you so self-aware. Okay. You can't hide behind stuff. That's the yeah, thing. You yeah. can't hide behind your label, your your things that you're so proud of. You're so, for lack of a better term, naked, like basically. So it makes you so self-aware. And I remember traveling the first time. It's like, are they judging me if you're eating by yourself or things like that? That was a good experience. I met really cool people. And I've noticed that if you're alone, I mean, it sounds creepy, but you're more welcoming to other people. And then I started traveling internationally by myself and then the stuff I pack they're just like I can I can use the same pair of jeans for what two two days it's like it's fine you don't have to have clothes for every day you know and then when you're traveling lightly you don't spend so much time on how it's going to look on Instagram or how it's going to look to other people like in real life you get over yourself because you just in it for the experience you know so yeah I think minimalism taught me how to travel solo. I know that's not an option for everybody because some, for safety reasons or whatever. But if you do have the opportunity, do it. You learn so much about yourself. I agree, actually. Like traveling solo is you really. I think everyone should do it at least once. Oh, yeah, true. I'm not a minimalist when I travel. What do you? What do you? Okay, let's let's play this game. Like, what do you pack? Let's say you're going for three. How? That's a week. Does it really depends on? where I'm going. Like, I don't necessarily care about how I look, Mm -hmm. but, like, I always feel like I want to be prepared for whatever situation may come, right? Which is, like, why in my bag right now, I have, like, a huge ass, like, (laughs) You guys guys aren't seeing this, but is totally rolling her eyes. Yeah, because it's, like, you're so attached. I have my I feel like it's just more of an inconvenience than... But I don't find it as a... a, a, I don't find it... It's so heavy, man. Like, I've tried to carry your bag. And I don't personally find it heavy. (laughs) Because you like being prepared. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. Like, let's say I'm going on a beach trip, right? Like, I'll make sure I have trunks, and then I have goggles. If I'm going with other people... I'll also pack for them. Extras, yeah. Yeah, because I know they're gonna forget stuff, mm-hmm. right? I might pack snorkeling gear, yeah. right? Or whatever. Like, it just builds up. Yeah. Right? Just because I just want to be prepared. Like, do you find... Do you? Sorry for interrupting, but do you find value in being prepared? Like. Yeah, I do. See? Then it's, you're completely fine. I don't uh, think there's anything... Uh, 
<laughs> You're completely fine. But I just, I just said that it's. I feel like it's just more of an inconvenience yeah. that you have to carry so much stuff. But I don't think it's a character, like a, it's like a flaw in your it's character not. or whatever. It's not. You Trust just, like, me, feel that bad that person for you. who didn't bring snorkeling gear will love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's happened. I used to be an executive assistant for for someone and the way we were trained or the way I was trained is that you have to be prepared. It's like a Girl Scout thing. You have to be prepared for everything to the point where it's like, even if there's 5% chance that really they're going to use it, I still pack it. So I know what it feels like, but I do find value in being prepared. Like if, if that's your sense of security, then do it. I'm like smiling on the inside. Oh, <laughs> warm hearts everywhere. <laughs> No, because that's the that's the major misconception about minimalism. Also, is that you know, if if you go to I I, I live in a studio um, condo unit, and if you go there, you wouldn't think that it's it's super bare because it has stuff like I like hanging up hanging up stuff that makes me smile, makes me happy, things like that. You don't have to be like super. There's only one table in the room. Yeah, like it's not... No, no, no. I, I think it's... it's People have that misconception that it's just so bare white walls, things like that. No. If something is something valuable to you or something that makes you happy, why why not have it? Why not keep it? Certain things like... Uh, that might be excessive to people. Let's see. I like skincare, right? Some people were like, just wash your face. I'm like, no, there are like steps, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It depends. It, everything is relative, right? Like, I, I, I don't really give a shit about shoes. Like, I think I buy shoes for practicality. Some people really love shoes, you know? Mm-hmm. So it also taught me not to be judgmental of others because everybody finds value in, in things that you, might be different for me. So. Most people will find value in stuff in general. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I guess in a way, if you're unhappy still and you have all of this stuff, then it's minimalism is a way to tweak and just to see. Just yes, to see. Yeah, Test the sure. waters. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe if I don't have this stuff, will, will anything change? Will I still be unhappy? Hey guys, have you tried our Optimal Caramel Macchiato? This is our crowd favorite. We actually did a blind taste test wherein we let participants try our Optimo Caramel Macchiato and the Starbucks Caramel Macchiato. And an overwhelming 80% voted our Optimo Caramel Macchiato as better tasting. Not only is Optimo Caramel Macchiato arguably better tasting, but it's cheaper and way healthier too. If you want to try it, you can head on over to Robinson Supermarket, Cash and Carry, or Unimart to grab a pack now. Our Optimal Caramel Macchiato is also available on Shopee and Lazada. If you want to test out minimalism in terms of stuff, pack up your stuff. Like, pack it up in a suitcase. And I did this, like, because we, we moved a lot. And I did this in my last move. Put it in your suitcase, put it in a box. And you will see the things you value and the things you use the most are, are just a few things inside the box. And some things you don't even touch. Really, it's it's amazing. <laughs> it really is because some things are just there for like months, and you're like, oh, I didn't use this. But in the back of your head, I'm not giving this up because I might need it one day, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I think it's just more: are you doing it for practicality? Because I, I did that too for practicality, and I only used like a few shirts, a few pants, a few jeans, and then I kept 
like just washing them and using them again. And I, some of my clothes I've never I never even touched again. So I'm like, oh. And then when that's the case, and I really highly suggest just donating it and moving on to other things. And I, I'm sure you guys will agree that I am the most stressed out in the morning. I am not a morning person. So I like everything like streamlined, right? So I like having like, I know what clothes to wear. I know what to eat. I know everything's packed. I know in days where I have stuff everywhere and I didn't get anything planned, I'm so stressed out before going to, to work. Because you feel like your brain is cluttered as well. Right. Like you have all of this stuff to, to do about. first. Yeah. And then you have to get yeah. through like this. I'm sure if, if you just clean up your, your stuff and organize it very well, I think it's, it'll help out mentally too. Another thing people don't realize besides the stuff, and I think this is going on the, the other prong of what I was talking about. The people be, hide behind labels. People work so hard to be that executive or, or things like that, right? And again, going back to what I said, don't attach your happiness to something that can be taken away from you. Who are you if that's taken away from you? Like people work hard to be some sort of executive. You're president of company. If that's taken away from you, like who are you? That's that's the thing. And then I think with with like showing off on social media, like how how minimalist I am, or like humble bragging, like humble bragging about stuff, which is a big, big, big pet peeve of mine. Humble braggers. I don't like you very much, um, but it's it's hiding behind something that you think will make you more likable, I guess, or you think that you're nobody without this. And the major thing I see is people working really hard to get that title, which I, I, I applaud, but sometimes they have to realize that at any day now, like you'll get fired, friendships or relationships also, they attach that label. And it's you can have zero stuff, zero clutter. But if you're so into collecting labels, meaning like I am this person at work, I'm this person with my friends, this person, you know, like labeling yourself with something, it's quite hard because then you you attach yourself to that label. You have to stick to that specific. You attach yourself to that stuff. And I think the worst, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate on this. The worst is when you attach yourself to being someone's partner, being someone's romantic partner, in a sense. Like, I remember being like younger and being like, I have all these things, but one thing that will make me super happy is I had a boyfriend, or I, if I get married one day, things like that, right? And I think that's common with everybody. And I, no fault to anyone if you want that type of partnership with someone. Again, I'm a hopeless romantic, so I think <laughs> if you find value in being with someone who gets you, great. My thing is when you start leaning on that title as a girlfriend or boyfriend for about to find value for yourself, that's when it gets complicated, right? Because people people hide behind labels. I, I tell you, like you are this person, and if you get that label taken away. Like, let's say you, you break up with, I mean, God forbid, you guys break up with your significant others. You start to realize, who am I without that person? Okay, that's interesting because we just had a breakup episode. Though. Oh, okay. So but it's I'll really, leave it to that. Yeah, so, yeah. But it's a type of, like, when I started exploring, learning more about minimalism too, you have to explore your relationship with your friends. It's just, are they really your friends or are they pretty toxic to you? I'm a people pleaser and I think I still have to work on that i'm i'm currently still working on it like i don't like the idea of someone not liking me or not 
you know, and, and that's my major, for lack of a better term, I've tried cutting people out of my life because they are toxic. Like they, they don't, they make me miserable because they either judge what I do or, you know, things like that. So why, I finally sat down and I'm like, why keep them, you know? Or like people from years ago, I'm like, oh, we don't, we don't stay in touch anymore. Why is that? Maybe they're angry with me. And I'm like, and then I sit myself down and I'm like, no, get over yourself. They're just living <laughs> their own life. Like minimalism makes you self-aware. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense though that you spend your time and effort on people that, that add value to your life. Yeah. Because... I think a better way to think about it is that relationships take work and time. Yeah. You have such a limited amount of time. You just have to determine who you want to spend that time with. I think time is a great equalizer. Like every, I mean, it doesn't... I know some people might have less time on Earth or whatever, but everybody who's alive now has 24 hours. Yeah. And I think that's the great equalizer in life. And you're right. You have to decide on how you're spending that time and who you're spending that time with. If you feel like you people are not allowed to change, you're a shitty friend. Right? Like yeah, if you sure. I mean it's hard but for me. Yeah. It was hard to it was hard to accept that this person doesn't have time for me anymore. Why? Because they started like they married someone or like they're off doing their career. But you have to let people you care about be themselves. And I think I really, really live by the fact that the best way to live your life is to let other people live theirs. Just as long as they're not hurting other people, not hurting you, just, you know, and things just happen. <laughs> your values change. They really do over time. I agree with that wholeheartedly. How has minimalism, like, affected your relationships, like, in terms of, like, maybe, like, your, maybe your parents or your friendships or your boyfriend? Okay. Like... Oof, they're different. <laughs> I'll try to... Yeah, that's true. Like, how does it affect other people? Yeah. One thing is, I know it affects other people, especially if you're living with them, right? Like, you're, you finally decided to get rid of stuff. You have to... When you're living by yourself, that's fine. That's great. It'll be easy. But if you're living with someone else, you have to respect their lifestyle as well. So I think if you show them the benefits of what you're doing, maybe they'll, you know, um, ride on the whole minimalism train. But if they still don't, I think it's pretty unfair to expect them to, to adapt that lifestyle as well. How it affects my relationship with family. I don't see my family that much. Like, they, they, they don't live in... Metro Manila, but I think you value your time more with them. I feel like a horrible kid that I don't see my parents a lot, but when we do hang out, you know, it's it's way more awesome, I feel like, than if we hang out, hung out every day, I think. It just works for us. Might be working for other people. In terms of stuff, I don't agree with the way my mom, um, she ever listens to this, I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> Uh, I don't like the way she she likes to keep stuff. She might be a hoarder. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom, but we have a hoarder as a mom. Okay, it's pretty bad. Maybe it's a mom. She has oh, like God. twelve dogs. Okay, so oh, that's my God. Um, <laughs> because it's not necessary. But I think about it, and I'm like, who am I to? Also, dress. Like maybe we should get rid of these things. But if if she still wants to keep it, why not? I mean, if she worked hard for that, then. I'm not about to tell my mom what to do with her life <laughs> in terms of friends. I don't know. But I, 
my house or my my place is kind of very personal. I don't really invite a lot of people there. Um, when they do, it's just for like a brief moment of time. We just hang out. I keep it like my space, like it's a personal space. In terms for the way I, I'm a minimalist with my friends, I think they're they're a different type of minimalist, but I because they they do put value in their things also. And I think it's important to be one, especially if you're living in a city. So most of my friends live in the city, so they know like I'm not gonna buy a lot of shit because it's not gonna fit in my unit, you know. So I think I've never been judged for that for buying less stuff. In terms of romantic relationships, I was in a long-term relationship, and that's when after that ended, like I'm like, oh okay, let's let's see what's out there. And I figured, like, you're, you're dating all these people, and you learn so much about them, but you have this freedom to be like, I'm not really into this person anymore, and you're not afraid to like hurt their feelings that not much because you're you're meeting briefly, you know. So you can take this not person who doesn't really add value to your life, you know, easily because you don't you didn't build that connect yet. And I think once you adapted a minimalism lifestyle, again, you're more self-aware, I started noticing, like, why am I chasing certain values with people or, like, traits? This person's super interesting. This person has this job. This person's super funny. This person did this. This person did that. And I stopped, like, after um, these, these few dates, and I was just like, wait, why am I expecting this person to be A, B, and C? when I can't be A, B, and C. So I stopped dating for a while and I'm like, this, what made this person cool or attractive? I, don't, I think it's unfair to expect something from another person if you can't give it yourself. Go back to basics. You expect the people you date to be kind, right? Yeah. Why would you expect that from someone if you're not kind? If you want to be an asset, if you want to be of value to yourself and to others, like what you're doing first, like what you're about. Don't find it in other people. I think that's a good way to sum it up. Yeah, I think that's an interesting concept. It's like, like there's a reason that you're attracted to certain people. Yeah. Whether, so it's like looking at the attributes that they have that you're attracted to and then trying to understand if that's something you can incorporate in yourself or if you already have them. It's difficult, again, because I have a problem with, you know, people might be judging me. But then, are they really your friends? Are they really supposed to be the person you value, opinion you value the most, right? So it makes you think. And it's hard. Cutting people out of your life is so hard. Or like trying to explain to them your your minimalist mindset or whatever it is. It's difficult because not everybody's going to agree. But that's the beauty of life. Not everybody's going to agree. I mean, I've seen people attach themselves to stuff because it is... Uh, status symbol people really care about cars people really care about their status symbol right what if one day that's taken away from them (laughs) maybe you need that to lose something you thought of you value right to realize who you are what do you want out of life there's a stoic practice wherein a way to determine or to make sure that you'll be okay in any scenario but I think it can play a role in minimalism as well. Wherein uh, you have all this stuff, let's say you live the life of like uh, 
a businessman or like a office worker and you have all these clothes and all these like fancy watches and whatever. Mm-hmm. So the practice is you spend one day or however long, but at least one day wearing the least amount that you can wear and just living on the street. Like almost like as if you're a beggar. Okay. Yeah. And then if you can survive that, because you you know that that should everything be gone, you'll be fine. Yeah. Right? You're still you even if you don't have everything else. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. That's a pretty extreme strategy, but I'm pretty sure it will work. (laughs) I'm pretty sure if everyone did that, they would learn a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, like, you know, people will judge you when you look that yeah, way, right? Yeah. People, like, can you, get can, you, differently yeah, and... can you handle that, right? It's like all of this stuff put together, all in one, like, very it will concentrated really, package. It will really test who you are. <laughs> yeah. In that sense. And I think if, if people adapt this, hopefully at least try it out, this minimalism lifestyle, I hope you learn who you are because it's something... It's something nobody else is going to teach you. You can get influences from other people or whatever, but it's something that you have to figure out yourself. And the best way to do that is you take out all the shit that is not necessary. Because I thought, oh my God, I thought a lot of things are, are necessary. Like, I thought from a kid being like, I lived by my PlayStation as a kid. <laughs> it is, it, I brought that shit everywhere. But now I don't even, I don't even think about video games now, right? And to when you grow up, it's more your grades. You have to be this A student, right? Um, and to the point where you're at work, you have to you have to compete with these people, or you have to be the best, or whatever, right? So like, who are you without that stuff? And in a more deeper level, like in terms of a relationship, and if if that person leaves, who are you? Like without that relationship, like are you are you the same person or not? So. I think if you just take out all the shit, all the labels, and you'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I think so. that's the main point. It's yeah. like really finding out your identity. Who you are. Yeah. And I think that's scary for a lot of people, actually. Yeah, for sure. Really scary. I think the scary part also is when you find out who you are, will you be happy with that person? Ah. I, mean, I think that's right? a process. Yeah. I think like, that's what people are afraid of. Like, yeah. if they have nothing, will. Will they be happy with what they have left? Right. But I think that's also part of the process of, you know, becoming someone that you, you're actually proud of, you yeah. know? <laughs> so I guess minimalism also teaches you, like, to self-reflect. <laughs> <Yeah>. You're more <laughs> self-aware. <laughs> the number one message. Of yeah. Because you really do take, get rid of all the things that you thought you couldn't live without. <laughs> you strip yourself down. Right, kind of. Yeah, like yeah. you're taking off layers, of, layers yourself. of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Minimalism is all about self. Yay! <laughs> Message of the day. Message of the day. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Yay. For Thank you for having me. Thank you. Our guest this week was Marielle Magadilla. If you are interested in minimalism, you can find additional links listed in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Optimal Podcast, and we will see you guys November for the next season.
you're still you, even if you don't have everything else. Mm-hmm. 